Work, wealth, wisdom. This is DC Entrepreneur. We're sharing stories, ideas, and lessons from startups and businesses in the pursuit of innovation. And we're helping build a community of problem solvers and thought leaders in the Washington area. Now, here's your host, George Mocharco. This is George Macharco, host of DC Entrepreneur, here on WERA 96.7 FM. I'm in the studio today with Stephen Jefferson. Stephen is the co-founder of Bloom. Bloom is a geolocation platform that helps to inform and influence local communities by improving how journalism is communicated. Bloom provides tools for publishers to geotag local stories to help you discover what's going on in your neighborhood by using local search and interactive maps. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Stephen, Bloom is founded by you and your brother. And you've been doing this now for, what, over a year? Yeah, so it launched over a year ago, just over a year ago. and uh, But we've been working on the idea for about three to four years now. And tell our listeners what Bloom is. So Bloom is a geolocation platform for local journalism. And this includes local news and local events and also local crime, whatever is happening, activity that's happening within your community. Uh, and this could be your own community or it could be a community around the world. Um, and our job is a, a geolocation platform is to help make that content more accessible. So if you're curious about what's happening right now around the block, we can help you do that. If, you want, if you're curious about what's happening while you're on vacation um, or perhaps what's happening in Tokyo right now, um, we want to make that content accessible to you uh, locally so you can find out what's happening in those communities. Okay, so Bloom's been called Pokemon Go for journalism. <laughs> can you explain what that quote means? Yeah, Pokemon. Um, so when the Pokemon Go app came out, you know, this is a location-based app that helps you find monsters pretty much, you know, around you. Um, and uh, what it helped, uh, helped people understand is that location-based content is very exciting. And it's, it's almost a thrill when you open up that app and you get to see what's around you. Um, so what it did for, for us, and this is actually a struggle that we've had uh, since we launched Bloom, is to help people understand that local content, and this is content that's actually within reach of you around the block, um, that this content is important to you and that it has some sort of value. So I wouldn't say that local news and uh, you know local events are, are as exciting as a Pokemon and catching a Pokemon, but uh, there is some value to it. And to know about that information and for that, uh, for a local news article ab- about um, you know, local government policy or perhaps a local event, a happy hour happening down the street, or maybe a car crash. Um, having that content um, and knowing that the content is right near you, wherever you are, um, there's value to that, and there's some excitement to it. Um, so uh, if anything, Pokemon Go helped you know, users of, of the app. It helped them understand that uh, location-based content is... Uh, it's useful um, that it's uh, it has some excitement to it, and you can use your phone for more than just uh, reading. So, uh, is the idea that um, if you have the geolocation of the story, that you as a consumer of news will go to that location to see where something's happened, or is it really more about kind of the overall uh, ability to use that information later on to spot trends and? You know, find out things that are happening uh, in a specific area or neighborhood. 
Well, so our our goal with Bloom is to make the reader the most informed neighbor, wherever you are. So if you're lounging on the couch or if you're in the car or or, um, traveling somewhere, um, for you to be aware of your surroundings around your neighborhood, um, it could be at that time that you just you're curious about what happened that day um, and you don't want to wait for the six o'clock news to come on. Um, Bloom can be useful for that. It's real time, trusted local news coming from actual newsrooms. Uh, or if you want to use that data in some way uh, to, um, we offer this data, uh, it's accessible to businesses as well who want to perhaps analyze what trends are happening within the news. And uh, maybe not just with the content itself, but also with the reading behavior of of the users. You know, how are they reading, how are the younger readers uh, consuming this news content within their community versus older readers? readers as well. And uh, I think there's a difference between age, there's a difference between all sorts of demographics, as well as if someone has lived there in the neighborhood versus if they're a tourist, you consume news differently when you travel. Um, Certain topics are are more important to you than others. So uh, there's a lot to learn with this data. And what we've found is that uh, the data is not accessible right now. Uh, There's no way for you to analyze local news reading behavior with the newspapers and the publishers that are in your community. But it could be very useful if it was there. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we're trying to do is, yeah, not only allow the local content to be geotagged and accessible to the residents and the readers who are lounging on the couch ready to read, but also make that data accessible uh, and and useful to businesses who want to crunch the numbers and really make make use of it uh, marketing-wise or some business-wise or uh, or in some way. So you're talking about the metadata right now, correct? The metadata that's used as part of um, news content? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you take an article and you break that up into little data points and you can see a, a location with geographic coordinates and you can see uh, perhaps some subjects and hashtags and uh, you know, different categories. Uh, so all that can be broken up. And if you multiply that by a thousand or 10,000 articles, you can definitely find some you know, really valuable data. So Bloom is essentially a plugin that publishers can use. How does it work? Is it something you plug into the the code on your website, or is it set up where it, it's it's something different than that? Yeah. So there's two ways that publishers can. Uh, well, I guess that, that Bloom is offered. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a platform on our own, on our website that you can go to, and publishers can uh, you know apply and geotag their content to our map, and readers can go there and explore the map straight from our website. Or we offer a plugin that's called Bloom for Publishers. And this pretty much takes the features that we have on our website and it turns it into an embeddable plugin. Just like a YouTube video or just like any other plugin, you can actually embed uh, a geotagging feature on a news website. And you can. Uh, this also includes local search and interactive maps. Uh, so if you use this plugin on a news website, you're able to go to that news website and you know right now you go to the landing page, go to the home page, and you're bombarded with all sorts of interesting content. But with Bloom, we're able to filter out this content. With, with our plugin, we're able to filter the content to your neighborhood and say, okay, you are actually in Arlington or you're actually in you know, Loudoun County all this content is nice, but let me give you five articles that are really important to you right now. Uh, and you can search for 
you know, communities or addresses or streets, and uh, it'll take the website, filter it down, and personalize the experience for you. So you're searching for this information. Do you have like an interactive map that you can just go to and it finds content by having like a a flag or something on there on on the live map? Yeah. So once a publisher geotags an article, um, you know, you have the text article and a location with that. And yeah, so we're able to display that that article on a map, on an interactive map. Um, We're able to fit it into this local search, local feeds, um, and yeah, it, it's able to, it, it's, it's mobile, uh, mobile. So, um, it's able to exist not just on our website, but also on plugins that can be, um, embedded on the publisher's website, or we even have it, uh, flexible enough to display on Facebook. So there's a, an actual, um, hyperlocal publisher right now that on their page, they have an interactive map that shows all their news. Um, and it's really interesting because Facebook doesn't offer interactive maps right now. So we're able to kind of bypass a few, a few things and, and make that happen. But, um, you know, all they have to do is geotag once and it's accessible from many different, in many different formats and many different interfaces. Um, and yeah, that's really interesting to us right now. So when they're geotagging the information, uh, what are they doing? Are they putting in GPS coordinates, or is there like a button that they push in the plugin, and then that just automatically says this is the location that this is being reported from? And what does that do for reporters that are also reporting, not necessarily in the field, but reporting from a home office while doing interviews and getting their sources from kind of outside the location? So this is a, a manual search or a manual location search. So. Uh, usually when an editor is writing the article, they have a good idea of what the primary location is, uh, you know, a single geographic location. And uh, basically, you know, with the plugin that we offer, for example, uh, or on our website, there's a box where they can just search for a uh, for the address or some intersection or a building, um, and they mark that and they save that with the content. Um, and this is interesting because we tried to make the process very simple because this is something that's brand new to uh, CMSs, uh, content management systems, and uh, definitely new to publishers who aren't as tech savvy. Um, you know, a, a year ago or you know before uh, kind of Bloom offered these tools, there was no way to really geotag content. Um, and so what we're introducing is, is something new and a little a little bit intimidating to them. Um, so we tried to make the process of geotagging very easy and. Um, we don't want to take up too much of their time. We don't want it to be a very big learning curve at all. Uh, so we tried to make the process of searching for a location and saving extremely easy. And uh, with the help of some uh, Google APIs, we're able to get location data. And with the help of some cool code and, and cool you know, CMS APIs, we're able to integrate into different CMS uh, systems and, and make that even easier for the publishers. Now, Bloom was created as part of your fellowship with the Toe Knight Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism. Um, so how did academia, how did this environment, wh- what kind of role did academia play in the development of Bloom? Prior to to this fellowship, I, you know, I've never been a journalist before. I've, I've been a programmer and a designer, and I've never actually stepped foot into a newsroom prior to, to this fellowship. So uh, going to this school was not only an experience, you know, a personal experience of, oh, you know, this is actually what happens behind behind the scenes. But um, we had uh, 19 other fellows, uh, strong journalism backgrounds. We had professors who had uh, pretty much been there, done that with journalism and also with startups. And uh, they were able to teach us for uh, about five months 
uh, for this program within this journalism-based school. And uh, it was pretty much, the experience was pretty much like submersing yourself in the industry. So right now, when you search for a news story, you're typically querying something that will have the subject matter. It doesn't have the location, right? So th- this this is aiming to have you search by location and then pull up that information based on whatever geographic area that you're at, uh, you're interested in. Exactly. So you can go to Google right now and search for uh, maybe Trump, and you can see a lot of content about that. But if you search for a location, if you search for your home street, uh, your hometown street, or uh, perhaps a, you know, a coffee shop that you went to today, um, chances are that the content, the results that you get are not going to be location-based. Right. You might get lucky and find that you know, some content about a coffee shop, but it's not going to be all the content that's happening in the neighborhood uh, around that location that you search. So uh, in a way, we're, we're not just focusing on the topic, but also focusing very specifically on the location and making the uh, making local content more accessible that way. So you're specifically targeting uh, local content providers, is that right? Yeah, local news publishers. Uh, and these, well, this could be new news publishers, or it could also be some sort of content provider within a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since the beginning, our, our platform has had an application process where uh, publishers can submit their website and submit their community that they cover, and that'll go to us, and we review that. So um, there's been lots of publishers that have come on board that have tried to spam the platform, but we think that um, uh, we have this application process that helps to filter out the bad publishers from, you know, well, the fake publishers from the, the true publishers. And um, uh, we've been able to have very reliable local content from trusted newsrooms on. So let's talk about how you got the idea for Bloom. So how did this germinate? You started it here in Virginia, and then your brother's been a big part of that. Talk to us about how you and your brother uh, kind of fleshed out Bloom from the, the nation stage where it was just an idea and, and it's now grown into this. Yeah, so my brother is is also a uh, con- computer science graduate, uh, just like I am. And um, so the idea started off when I was actually in computer science class, and I was a little bored that day. And I, um, the idea was basically to help communicate uh, with strangers around you. Um, and this was back in 2012. You know, Twitter was pretty popular, and, and uh, there were some other apps around, but there was no solution for me to really communicate with a stranger, um, whether it was across the room or uh, on the other side of campus. Um, so my whole idea was uh, I really wanted to go skateboard that day. And I had, you know, 30 minutes before I had to go to work. So I was like, man, I just need something, you know, a quick tool to really reach out to another skater and let's go have a, a you know, a nice session uh, out in the parking lot. I couldn't do it. Uh, there was no technology available. I, I didn't have any, uh, there was no no way to do that, really. Um, but I took the idea, and I talked with my brother about it. And uh, like I uh, like I mentioned, the uh, that technology was just starting to become available on the web. Uh, the ability to to have uh, to get a, a GPS to use GPS within a user's device. So we were like, cool, the technology is coming out, and I have this interesting idea, and it'd be useful to me. Um, you know, we thought about how it could be useful to other people uh, to communicate information around your community, uh, wherever you are. And for about a year or two, we really just experimented and dabbled in different ideas and uh, came up with a few prototypes and 
Um, these were all web-based, but uh, we were just on it on our spare time working on it. And um, it was a good education. I wasn't doing this type of GPS work or um, you know work with geographic data and, and with um, I wasn't using this uh, type of technology in my nine to five job. Uh, and I wasn't learning about this in school. So this was an experience for me to really it was an opportunity for me to really um, uh, dive into something new and you know research uh, something that I've never uh, heard about before and apply it to an actual project, um, something tangible. So for the first two years, I was working on this, and uh, we were working on this, and, and um, you know maybe it was a once-a-week type thing, or it turned into once-a-month type thing. Every once in a while, we, we got lazy. But um, after there was a certain moment, um, I think I was visiting London, and I picked up a newspaper in London, and I was curious about um, you know what was in the news. Uh, and I picked up the newspaper, and I began to see uh, locations that were being talked about in the articles and I took a pen and I started highlighting these locations I'm like man wait a second bloom like there, there's some connection here between not you know connecting skateboarders and, and information with strangers on campus and connecting people with news there was you know I, I kind of found that uh, that connection somehow and um, I think I still have that newspaper but I uh, that day I finished the entire newspaper uh, highlighting different locations and really trying to hone in on, on this idea. Um, and for the rest of the, of the week, for the rest of my vacation, I was thinking, okay, how can we apply the concept of Bloom, communicating local information, how can we apply that to journalism? And that idea, um, so it evolved, and uh, it got a little more formal and, and professional. And we started thinking, okay, this could be a startup and this could be uh, something that's even more useful to people. And as we started researching the challenges that local newspapers are having and how they are going out of business almost every week, and they still are, um, we started seeing that, okay, this is not just useful for readers to find news, but it's also something that publishers need. If we're able to make geographic data and news if we're able to engage people more with this um, with this combination and we're able to make a website that has an amazing reading experience uh, with local news that could save uh, community news publishers and it could help sustain their business in a way um, I wasn't sure exactly what way it was still a vague idea but I felt like I was on the right track, and I felt like I was doing something good, and uh, th that's how it evolved. And since then, uh, we've stuck with local journalism, and um, uh, we, we've just uh, been continuing to research and develop the product and, uh, you know, for the local publishers and for the community. So Bloom, the logo for Bloom is a jellyfish. Uh, I, I read the story about this, I already know, but tell our listeners out there uh, why you chose the jellyfish for your logo. Sure. So the jellyfish, uh, well, the name Bloom is, uh, in biological terms, it means a large group of jellyfish that gather in a small area for a limited time uh, to absorb nutrients with each other and their surroundings. And I'm actually quoting Wikipedia on this. I was searching Wikipedia one night, I don't know why, but I stumbled on this definition and it explains exactly what we want to do with local news and communicating information, allowing people to absorb nutrients or information as they gather 
in the communities, um, in their community. Um, so that's where the jellyfish came from, and, and we've stuck with that since day one. So the jellyfish logo came out of these these blooms, these groups of jellyfish. It it, it seems so uh, kind of detached from technology. <laughs> it just seems like something so natural. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely seems like there's a, maybe, I don't know if it's a parasitic relationship, maybe like a commensal relationship between um, that species and, and, and you know its ecosystem, its environment. Tell me about your journey as an entrepreneur. What have you learned? What uh, mistakes would you never make again? Um, talk to me. I mean, I, I, what what was kind of the thing that made you think that you wanted to start something yourself versus go to work for an employer? Um, so I think this was in high school. I I promised myself um, with, without having uh, prior to having a nine to five job. I promised myself I would never get a nine to five job. Just kind of work your way around the system and and. Uh, I was always a little adventurous that way, just growing up. Um, I wanted to um, not be tied down to something and, and not really follow all the rules. I, I wanted to kind of be a leader in some way and initiate um, things on my own and have um, you know a team behind me and stuff like that. Um, so when I was still a senior in high school, I actually started a nonprofit that um, helped uh, advocate and fundraise for skateboard parks in Loudoun County, Virginia. Um, and this is, uh, it was at the time, it was the fastest, fastest growing county in the nation, I think. Um, and we had a ton of youth and a ton of skateboarders, but very little skate parks. So um, I was always getting ticketed and fined and, and um, uh, yelled at by the police and by business owners. So I saw that, and uh, my parents also helped motivate me to start the nonprofit group. And just, uh, I wouldn't say that I initiated that myself. My parents had a strong, uh, you know, they pushed me a lot to actually, you know, make this a, an actual organization, an actual real effort. Um, but once I got in the door, once it started and I, you know, found a name, it was the Locoscape Project. And uh, once it was an actual thing and I knew that, you know, I had kind of started this and it was, it was useful. Um, that excited me so much. And for the past, uh, for the next five years, I was working on the skate project and I was doing fundraising events. Uh, every year I would, ha- I would be at the community festival and uh, trying to raise money for, for skate parks. And I was working with design firms and I was meeting with local uh, officials and, and sitting in on, on uh, different community meetings. And I was still pretty much a kid at the time in high school. Um, but having this experience and knowing that I had a project and I had some something uh, uh, you know to go back ho- home and, and work on and uh, that other people really loved this idea of the project, that I think sparked my my real entrepreneurial uh, spirit in a way. So ever since then, um, I after that I went into a nine to five job. And I've been there for you know years and years, and I just hated it after a while. Um, I really wanted to do something else, something you know I wanted to go back into the uh, to have an endeavor to to have um, some sort of project that I was working on. And um, that's where that was another motivation to start Bloom and to, to has been my continuing motivation to to stick with this and um, no matter how hard it is to uh, to have a startup and the challenges you face and the people that say that oh you'll never make it and um, uh, you know this is you know a waste of your time 
having that passion uh, in your head, it really helps. And so what was the result? How many skate parks um, did you help foster in Loudoun? So we worked on one in Sterling, um, and we also worked with a number of other skate groups uh, in Percival and in Reston. And um, uh, overall, some failed and some uh, were successful. But now, today, I think in Loudoun County, there's about six or seven skate parks. And uh, uh, about 10 years ago, when I started the skate project, there was only one. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, any parting thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, yeah, if you're interested in learning more about, um, I guess, if you have an endeavor that you're really, if you're not sure you're passionate about or you really want to get into or try, um, my uh, my suggestion is just to try it and to you know see what happens. I never knew Bloom would develop into something like this that could serve journalism and serve communities. Um, but just trying it and just experimenting back-to-back, um, uh, trying new things, um, nothing is going to be perfect, and it's not going to go in one straight line of success. But um, to just try something, I, I think is really uh, I, I've uh, kept that in my head that failure is is okay. Um, but uh, yeah, if if uh, it's also listening to your community and the readers, uh, the the readers or um, uh, people who you want to serve with with your startup or with your endeavor. Um, that's very important too. I didn't do that in the beginning, um, and I wish I did. Um, nowadays, I, I'm much more social when it comes to building a business than than I was before. Um, and yeah, it, it's helped to shape Bloom and helped to shape our approach that um, I have and that I try to give any team members who join to uh, that help to support us. Um, I try to give them the same uh, perspective uh, to to listen to people and to really. Um, try new things. Um, but yeah, if you're more interested in, uh, if you want to learn more about what we're doing at Bloom and, and the different projects that we're, that we're trying to start, um, that we're working with, uh, feel free to visit our website or follow us on Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, you can find more information at www.bloom.li and you can uh, also contact me there if you have any questions. Great. Well, thanks for being here today, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Catch you next time on the next episode of DC Entrepreneur. Subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and connect with us on our blog, dc-entrepreneur.com. If you have any tips or ideas for stories, please tweet at us or message us on Facebook. Please tune in to our next episode. And thanks for listening.